is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast. This is a show where funny people come on to talk about a smart topic they consider themselves to be an amateur expert in. And ooh, we're shaking things up again. We're doing something a little different. I have two guests on today, couple Megan McIver and Terrence Deutsch. And it's special because we have two topics going on. Thought we'd shake things up and see what happens when we're talking about two different topics. And um, the way it pans out, it makes sense. <laughs> but it was a fun experiment. Megan hosts the Boardwalk Audio podcast, Cosmos in the City. So she had me on her show and I um, watched Sex in the City for the first time and uh, gave my thoughts about it. So you can check that episode coming out in the near future, Cosmos in the City. And Terrence is an audio engineer and uh, I thought thought it'd be fun to have them both on. So that's what happened. Megan comes on to talk about children's entertainment and Terrence comes on to talk about audio. And uh, I'll be honest with you guys, we probably spent about maybe five, 10 minutes talking about children's entertainment and then the rest talking about audio, specifically recording music tracks because my dumb nerd brain got real excited about that. So I really pick apart their brains and they both have experience recording music and Megan's a musician. So it all ties in. Uh, children's entertainment it comes back around so if you're very nerdy about audio and have any interest in like recording music or children's entertainment this is a fun episode for you today's episode is brought to you by audible Woo! new sponsor burp, 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 burp. hey guys audible audible has tons of audiobooks for you to listen to in your car at home you know it's the way to do it you can get an audible membership which one credit a month is good for any audiobook regardless of the price that's pretty cool you can build your own library get your little audible bookshelf a virtual bookshelf get that going and you can also with the membership you get 30 percent off any additional books and there's easy exchanges so if you like are like hey i'm not digging this book boom you can get another one and you can start your free 30-day trial of audible by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash audible and you get two audiobooks to keep whether you sign up or not so shoot go do it and get yourself a couple free books that's a great deal I'm probably gonna do that because I'm a big nerd when it comes to books. If you haven't already, please rate and review this show on iTunes. It helps us get more visible and I'll love you for it. And if you leave a review saying a specific comedy guest or topic you're interested in, I will try to make that happen. Still working on some uh, requests. So don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you. I love you guys. Now, let's shake things up with Megan and Terrence, and we'll be talking about children's entertainment for a hot second, but specifically recording music tracks for all you audio nerds out there. Enjoy! Dumb nerds, dumb, 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 nerds, 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 dumb,
Then perfect. You're the perfect guest. <laughs> I'm always looking for dumb nerds. I'm so dumb. Uh, and I'm excited for this episode because we're talking about two topics. Woo 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 woo. Ooh, I hope you dumb nerds at home can follow. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about children's entertainment, and that's Megan's specialty. And then we're talking about audio, which is Terrence's specialty. Woo yes yes um people can't see but i feel like uh mine and megan and i are both drinking something i feel like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum uh megan you're drinking a red bull i am Mm -hmm. i am and i'm drinking a rum and coke (laughs) boom and that's all i'm gonna say in the episode hey (laughs) you guys so i have some water over here i want to join the party uh, a good middle ground yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely very in the middle of the two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. What do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about audio or children's entertainment? Um, Rock, paper, scissors. What are we um, doing here? I we can talk about children's entertainment. Okay. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a YouTube channel, yes. I do. Well, yes, it's very new, right? But that's great. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> Like three days new. Oh, wow. So this is perfect. You're like, <laughs> bam, I just launched this channel and it's all about children's entertainment. Boom. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the channel's new, but you like talking with you, you've done like yeah. this you, you're like a bubbles <laughs> artist? Yes, I'm a bubbleologist. Bubbleologist. Um, so, I love yes, it. Yes, bubbleologist. Um, Perfect. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have my own like children's entertainment company. We go do birthday parties, community events, schools, mm-hmm. assemblies, mm-hmm. libraries. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you get into it? Oh, man. Uh, well, Bubbles. I've always loved Bubbles. Yay! I kind of <laughs> came across um, bubble artists and bubble tricks and all that stuff. And I kind of, I guess I'm a self-taught mm-hmm. bubbleologist. Nice. And um, But I've been doing theater for children since mm-hmm. I was back in high school. Yeah. So that's kind of where the whole performing for kids kind of came into mm-hmm light would you what would you say like is the biggest difference between performing for adults and performing for children um well the same jokes don't fly (laughs) gotta keep it a little more clean Uh, yeah um i would say with kids though uh just you know i kind of treat kids as adults yeah. Like just they're just little smaller humans. And they probably are drawn to you for that. Because I know as a kid, I hated when adults would like baby me or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, talk to me like a person. Yeah. 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 And um, but with adults, though, <laughs> you got to talk to them like they're babies. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Hold it's kind of hand. better if you flip it. Yeah. And, and the adults seem to love the bubbles, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bubble tricks? I'll watch them all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say sometimes a kid, kids are literally drawn to you because they just are so enamored. They just sort of walk into your show and then you kind of have to deal with a... Oh. Well, that too. Um, <laughs> so it's like... I get bum rushed a lot. You got to be ready <laughs> by three to year improvise. Olds. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, fun as it would be to trap a three-year-old in a bubble. You got to kind of feel that out to be like. Yeah, I, uh, whenever a little person just kind of like, you know, comes up to my show, I'm just like, oh, I have an assistant. Aww, Hello, yeah. assistant. Aww. Where's the assistant's mother or father? Please come get this child. <laughs> but, come away from me. <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, sometimes adults will come <laughs> you know, up to me during the show, yeah, and start pulling away um my equipment and oh no, you never really know what you're gonna get into. Yeah, yeah, I get to that. Yeah, especially if you're at someone's party, they might already have like a I'm in charge or I can do whatever I want. You know, where I think if it's maybe like a theater, like people know, like stay in your seats. Don't just walk on stage. Yeah. Well, sometimes like, um, so one show I do is outdoors and the bubbles will go wherever the wind blows. Right. I'm not a sorcerer. Right. Okay. Yeah. I cannot control the wind. <laughs> uh-huh. But at the beginning of the show, I do try to figure out where the wind is blowing and mm-hmm. I want the wind to blow towards the audience so that the bubbles go to them. Oh, right? yes. So, this makes sense. Yeah. Hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but winds shift. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. but they always kind of come back to the mm-hmm. main wind direction. <laughs> um, but yeah, like during a show, though, like this lady just like was like the the wind is blowing the bubbles the wrong direction. You need to move over here. And, she, and I was like, oh, no, you know, it's going to be OK. And no, she just took it and. Uh. And I was like, okay, this is part of the show now. Yeah. This so. is, we're moving. It's going to haunt you for the rest of your bubble career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not what's going to haunt me. Yeah, right, right. Oh, no. I, I'm curious, but if you don't want to talk about it, I totally get oh, it. Don't talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Ter- oh. Terrence knows. I mean, I was recently <laughs> just on Showtime at the Apollo. Woo! Yeah. Congrats. Doing bubbles. <laughs> that's and, awesome. And those adults um, did not love the bubbles mm-hmm. like I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, what they showed, I mean, it's reality TV, right? Right. They're going to cut it a certain way. They edited a certain way. So what they showed on the TV was not completely accurate. Mm -hmm. The audience loved it a little more than they showed on the television. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bomb that hard. Yeah. Right. I didn't. Yeah. Um, But that's okay. If they do Showtime at the Apollo, audience full of children, you're going to. Ooh, you would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to do that show? They should. That would be really fun. Also, like, I love encouraging children to be monsters. (laughs) To be like, if you don't like this, go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 But sometimes they do. I've had kids yell at me during a show. I can do that. Right. Kids, they're people. (laughs) And not all people are great. (laughs) I just say that's awesome and continue on yeah. with my show. Mm-hmm. Ignore them. <laughs> also, I feel like a drunk adult is the equivalent of a kid. So oh, that's good also point. another thing, too. And I'm like, all right, it's just an audience of drunk adults. Yeah. Adults. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been uh, performing live for children? Well, you said since high school, but you now have your own business. Have my own business. Um, I used to, I sometimes still perform with the National Theater for Children, which mm-hmm. is like a two person touring show. Oh, whoa. And we yeah. perform at elementary schools. Uh-huh. Um, they have tours around the country. 
I recently performed around LA. Yeah. I'm going to like two elementary schools mm-hmm. every day. Um, yeah. So doing that, I also am a Zumba kids instructor. How fun. Get those kids up and dancing. <laughs> yeah, Zumba kids. Um, also recently became a Zumbini instructor, which is movement music for like, it's like for mommy and me classes okay yeah yeah so like babies to like yeah. four Aww. years old mm-hmm. and now um, you're dealing with moms yeah moms and dads and, and dads caretakers yeah. i guess is, is, Nannies. is the um, yeah. technical word caretakers yeah caretakers that makes sense because yeah. every family's different exactly yeah uh so nice. yeah it's fun what mm-hmm. else what else do i do what, else what do, do I do, do, Terrence? Well, now with your channel, you're kind of changing your medium now to like film. Uh, has that changed? Like, have you been like put thought into like, okay, how do I engage with a viewer that I don't get to see or like right. fill out their vibe? Yeah, I um, I try to make videos that appeal to both genders. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Definitely. Um. I we one of my videos I did was the travel town, which is trains. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be like my my coolest video so far. So, yeah. So I have like another video in the works that's in that same vibe, like just going to a place and and then taking um, elements at that place and being like, let's look at the colors. Yeah. You know, let's look Simulation. at the shapes. Yeah. 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 And stuff like that. Um, I also do music, uh-huh. um, sing along stuff. Yeah. I oh, write children's music and. I play violin and guitar. She wrote an alphabet song the other day, which has been stuck in my head. (laughs) Oh! I did. I wrote an alphabet song. It's going to be very long because it's like 27 verses. Um, That's great. Got to get that watch time. 27 letters in that. 28? 26. You heard it here first. (laughs) What? We getting crazy. We added letters to the alphabet. What's in that Red Bull? I don't know. So 26 verses? Yeah. Um, 26 videos. (laughs) At least one a day. Yeah. Hey. Cliffhangers. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Um, But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's weird, like, um, just having a YouTube channel. I mean, I guess that's, like, kind of a different topic, but still mm-hmm. about children's entertainment. But just, like, building that up yeah, is is such a daunting thing. Yeah, it's a, you have to be very patient and persistent and uh, just, yeah, it's weird. Because, like, with my YouTube channel, it's like I never, and with podcasting, too, it's like, as an artist, you don't think about numbers and analytics. And then when you get on that side of like creating your own content, you become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it can feel slow. But as long as you're seeing things tick up, like, you know, the overall graph is like it's going up, then it's like just hang in there and maybe in five, 10 years, <laughs> woo, making all that money. <laughs> And until the day YouTube just disappears. Yeah. I mean, that's also going to happen soon. You mean the uh, apocalypse? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we always talk about this as well with podcasting, but, you know, we say like it's something that's going to get more valuable over time. Same with the YouTube channel. I feel like if you discover a podcast or some outlet that has content, 
I think the worst thing that can happen is if after three hours you're kind of caught up to what they have and then yeah. you're like, okay, this is a Then you forget about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, if you find a YouTube channel or a podcast that has like 12 hours more then you know, you're really able to dive in and then stay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was something, especially with my podcast, I thought when starting it was, oh, well, all my favorite podcasts, I can only think of one or two that I've started like right from the beginning. Everything else I found and had been around for over three years at least. And there were so many episodes that I could just go back and listen. And uh, and that's how I became a fan because I had all this content to like really immerse myself in um, where like, yes, shows where it's like, oh, there's only a couple episodes. I'm not really feeling it yet. Then I'm going to forget about it. Yeah, you're binge listening. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times too. People like, like to binge. Oh, yeah. They love it. They love it. We love it. Um, but a lot of times too, I think for us, you know, it's been like, oh, we're going to go on a road trip or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for driving or whatever, hearing music it can be really sort of draining. But if you hear a podcast, that's where we're looking. It's there's a conversation you're hearing and it's not as draining. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that's when you find it. And then, oh, it's a 12 hour uh, road trip. This only has three hours of stuff that's not going to work. Yeah. You see something that has like, you know, three seasons mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There is something really interesting because I I'm, I'm a huge music nerd and I love listening to different music and exploring it. But if I am listening to a podcast and am hearing a conversation, it gets me out of my head. Or I think sometimes listening to music, then all of a sudden I'm like, I start, if I'm worrying about something, then my mind starts going to that thing. Or a podcast can really help me like, unhook and like escape and like get a take a mental break are, yes are, are you a musician at all i am yeah right. well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's so we talked about this too but sometimes you know when you kind of understand music at a deeper level it cannot be the most relaxing thing when you hear music mm, sometimes yeah. you're like oh what is that or how is that yeah oh, that baseline like that. <laughs> yeah and you're like thinking about it a little bit and you're not able to just sort of yeah you know zone out yeah especially listening like to like a new album of an artist I like, like I'm really thinking about like what, like what was their overall vision of the album? Like, yeah. And then also being like, what are they going through? <laughs> um, Sadness. Yeah. I mean, musicians Normally. are so sad. They're so- Especially these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh Where's boy. all our money? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll just put it all out there for free. Donation. Yeah, yeah. Patreon. Yeah. 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 Oh, sad moment. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and then, well, this is interesting because it's like, yeah, you, uh, you have children's entertainment and like with the YouTube and then now with podcasting, it talks more about audio. Yes. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> you're like oh god right, oh god are. oh what do i have to say about audio and then i guess it would go into like for a youtube channel and everything it's like making sure the audio sounds good on that are you helping megan out on that end or is megan like i don't need it i am when at various times megan's <laughs> megan's a one-stop shop for sure um <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Uh, yeah, know, I'm, I'm curious as to what you're going to say. Keep talking. Well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, every now and again, I'd say like I do have sort of backup versions of equipment. So in this room we're at, where Megan does a lot of recording. There's kind of like a spare boom setup. Uh, yeah, I would say I use his equipment. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so you're like, a, but I know how to. Uh, use she gets it. a great rate for it, uh, <laughs> yes. running it out. That's but also, nice. 
mean, I think Megan's done a really good job of playing to her strengths in all of her videos. You know, mm-hmm. she's a very talented uh, voiceover artist as well. So she incorporates that a lot in her videos. So nice. that's done at a high level. And then, you know, if it sounds good, it's just going to seem like a good product. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very good editor. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing about all film YouTube videos in general is like people underestimate sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're first starting out, you're just like, oh, my phone, I'll record on that. And it has a speaker. But it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think and they and people don't think like, oh, why am I gravi- like, why do I like this YouTube channel versus this YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Audio might be a huge factor like yes yeah immediately if it sounds bad it's not interesting and or you're not engaged with it or don't feel connected to it yeah i've said that when you get a sense of the once you hear the audio um you're sort of able to get a better sense of what the budget for something was if you hear this gorgeous image but then you hear like yeah you're like oh okay so you spent all your money on your camera and your editor and you kind of didn't care about audio Uh uh-huh uh, whereas like if everything's working, then that's good. Hey, yeah. it's like a pro product. Um, yeah, it's interesting with certain, um, mediums too. Cause I, I like unscripted documentary a lot because mm, that okay. is a department where obviously audio is important, but you know, with doc, it's like sometimes if there's some problems, it's not the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. You can do captions and stuff, but, uh, on the flip side, as long as it sounds good and generally like a doc thing or an unscripted yeah. thing, mm-hmm. if it looks whatever, they get a weird angle or even if it's shot mm-hmm. on a phone, it's like, that's no, fine. It sounds good. I can understand what's going on. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I've said like podcasting, hey, that's doing pretty well. Things are happening off of podcasts, yeah. uh, but silent movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those aren't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting is interesting. Um, like I recently did an episode where we were talking about podcasting and we got into audio equipment and i think like people that want to get into podcasting sometimes they really delay it because they're so worried about the audio so it's like where do you find that happy medium of like look if you're listening to this in your car like your listeners can be like this is fine yeah um and i'm not like taken out of it because it is obvious like when you listen to a podcast and you're like oh this sounds like they're in a hallway. I can't listen to this. Or like, I, I'm not a fan of like, like I have shows that I really like. And as soon as they're like, oh, I have someone um, and they're in New York. So we're talking via Skype. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> um, just because it sounds so bad. Um, so I think it's like, yeah, uh, finding that happy medium of like, what is enough to make it acceptable for your listeners or, you know, especially if you are on a budget. Yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah. First. I mean, technology has come so far over the last five, 10 years. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the reason why YouTube's around is because normal people can afford cameras. Oh, like yeah. before it was like, yeah. sorry. like. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, even the gear used here, really this recorder, like <laughs> this comes from a company that, only used to do and were famous for like mixers that were like thousands of dollars and you would see people you know on location sound yeah. or kind of unscripted stuff doing that and then more recently they were like 
you know, if our cheapest thing is $3,000, we're really missing a good amount of people, Yeah, you know? So they mm-hmm. made something that was like a couple hundred bucks and yeah. they're flying off the shelves. Yeah. So yeah, there's no Definitely. reason not to do it. And, you know, it's probably going to end up being your biggest selling thing. Right. Yeah. Because um, more people can afford it. Yeah, and exactly. people want to create stuff, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But it's interesting too, because like, you know, there is a whole post side to the audio as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people that don't maybe understand sort of production elements, you know, they're just like, or recorded, or if they're filming something like, oh, I just film it. Oh, and then it's done. Um, right. They don't realize like there is a post process as well to all these. It's, yeah. it, it actually does take a lot to get something you're getting on a camera or in a recorder to be the finished product, mm-hmm. like there's usually at least another step there. So that's generally a bit of a disconnect sometimes. And yeah, you just got to decide like what your vibe is for what you're making. And if that extra step is something you want, obviously, you know, we've heard podcasts that are just unedited and then yeah. they're done and they go live yeah. and they just upload. Um, but, you know, for ours, Cosmos in the City, check it out now on Boardwalk Audio, Cosmos bum, bum, in the bum. City, the <laughs> Sex and the City podcast, so it's did by Megan. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's something that we do do a good amount of editing just because it's a skill set I have and we think it's important and we go through and like yeah. edit out certain things and even ums or moments um, and we if you fly a few music cues not in there. Not so many ums. Yeah, not so many. <laughs> yeah, we keep a few yeah. ums. I have, my, I have my assistant do all the ums. So. <laughs> are you talking about your cat? Sure are. Sure Yeah. Are. Um, I yeah, want to no teach ums. my... Wait, how do you teach your cats to uh, edit audio? <laughs> and if you highlight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could get it on a, like, delete. No, really, delete. he just kind of, like, lays on the keyboard. Oh, oh perfect, perfect. God, yes. He deleted a whole thing. <gasps> oh, Did he? Yeah. Oh, no. Cat just, like, uh, and, um... It's not so bad. You got to restart the computer, but it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> it's generally right where I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm right about to fit. No. no. Um, but yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. But. Um, oh, oh, like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. taking the time to edit a podcast as opposed to just being like, boom. Yeah, it, it just depends yeah. what, you know, what your aesthetic is. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, that's part of the fun, I think. <laughs> and how did you get involved in audio? Um, I oh <laughs> story. Um, I Showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> I started. Well, just quick bullet points. Started playing bass in eighth grade because I really liked pop punk. And cool. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, did that. In high school, uh, I didn't, like, play so much bass. I did, like, concert band and percussion there and then did more and more every year. It got to the point where senior year of college, uh, high school, I was, like, pretty much in every music thing you could do. And my free period, there was freshman choir. Mm-hmm. There was only one guy there, so I was in freshman choir my senior year. <laughs> People were really confused when I walked up with the rest of the freshmen. They thought that – they're like, oh, this kid is, like, not very smart. He looks very old and, like, has a beard. I'm like, no, it's just me. <laughs> the bearded um, freshman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, from bass, I was like, oh, upright bass, jazz, that'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the University of Hartford as a jazz studies major. Woo! I got there. Yeah, woo. I got there, and two days in, I was like, oh, no. This, was this is not was for like, me. I don't like this. Um, and I, but also it's funny. They had this big assembly at the beginning and I saw people setting a mic. So I was like, I really like this. 
This makes this sense. This is interesting. Yeah. So I spent that first semester just like shadowing as many people as possible. There were like a three people in particular, uh, Andrew, Scott, and Matt, these like mm-hmm. three juniors uh, that would let me shadow a lot. Yeah. And I was able to transfer after one semester, which was very cool, very rare. Um, probably, I will say, in part largely to those guys, but probably entirely to those guys. So I did that. It was great. Went through the program, still got out in four years, applied mm-hmm. to grad school in uh, Montreal at McGill, which is a very great program. Like, very good people are there. One guy, Richard King, he like, uh, their their faculty, like, are people that are still in the industry. So people are like, oh, I can't be here this week. I'm like recording an album that's making a Grammy. It's yeah, a Grammy. Um, so that was specifically for like audio for like music. It was music for that's undergrad. really cool. Yeah. Because like podcasting, it's like, right, yeah, right. yeah, you take out these arms, um, equalize yeah, and yeah. everything. But like take different instruments and like put a well-produced song. Yeah. That's um, under <laughs> undergrad was music production and technology. And then grad, it was more sound recording it was still music focused, but you could do other yeah, things. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, music whole other can of worms, but I would say like, sure. If you're able to, yeah, if you could do the music stuff, I think there's other things that just come very naturally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then kind of after living two years in Canada, uh, like, <laughs> cold weather no more I need that LA yeah. sun yeah and then moved here and um just started freelancing pretty immediately and uh yeah I think yeah this is a town to yeah pick up yeah. those sound gigs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um oh but yeah this is I feel like I'm being selfish here but uh when it comes to like recording music like how like how would someone approach that? Like, cause I think a lot of people, again, it's like, Oh, I could just record on my phone right. and then like, it's fine. You right. know, first, like, how could you like try to record different tracks and lay it out to like really make something special? Right. You know? Well, well, uh, <laughs> can I say something? Yes, yeah. Please, um, well, I know. I mean, like, he's like a professional, right? Yeah. Like, he, no. He, <laughs> like, Tell that to my bank account. <laughs> like, you use, like, Pro Tools, like, professional programs. Equipment, yeah. yeah that not everybody has mm, access to. Right, yeah. or knows how to use. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I would, I just learned how to do it on GarageBand. Yeah, I think that's a go-to for people. Yeah. yeah. And not yeah. even the GarageBand on my computer. Like, I started out just doing it on my iPad. Oh, which wow. Is like, it's like, it's a more simple. Like, there's less mm-hmm. things you can do. Mm-hmm. But for what I needed it for. Yeah. It, it, it did the purpose. trick. Yeah. Yeah. And you can plug in, like, your piano. That's you can awesome. plug in a guitar, you know, and all that stuff. And so. as a audio professional when you hear that can you immediately be like that was done in garage band or do you, I mean, is it like passable or well, actually so what we've done in the past is yeah. i would create something on garage band and send it to him and he was able to you were able to pull it into pro tools right yeah i mean <laughs> she would sort of send me like a track at a time but yeah i forget which song in particular, but yeah, there have been times where I've taken stuff. She's gone from there, adjusted the, you know, certain things, changed the sounds. And then- yeah, he was able to kind of pull it into Pro Tools and kind of like master it in a way. 
Like, you know, yeah, kind of put sure. put that professional touch on it so yeah. that it didn't sound like a garage band song. Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I can tell the difference. You can tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a question. Uh, so <laughs> Now I'm like, is there this like this Pro Tools filter? Kind of like on Instagram. It's like you throw this filter on everyone. It's like, it just sounds richer and crisper. Well, you know, I, man, I, I guess I'm trying to, I guess to say like, I'll say 12. So I'm. I'm 30. I'm old. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I think we all started playing music. I mean, when, you know, we were growing up, certainly when I was growing up, like, it was a thing that you needed somebody else, like, other people to do, like, yeah. garage bands. Like, I grew right. up on the East Coast, so you would get, like, two or three other guys. That's, you know, I love pop punk because it's, like, four chords. Yeah, hey, yeah. Nice Power chords all day, baby. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so, and <laughs> recording that music, that's very, like, you know, if you're trying to do a recording, that's like mic on like mic on stuff. Yeah. Kind of good to go. Sounds uh-huh. good in the room. It will transfer. Um, but obviously, I think these days it's more sort of like with the sort of EDM boom or just mm. sort of like bands. I think being more one person, one individual's sort of artistic vision and then them when they play live, like getting four other people to help yeah. them. I think that has a lot to do with technology. Um, wow yeah because it's like yeah i can before, just do this on my own at four in the morning yeah. why do i have to worry edit? about this yeah. drummer that maybe I won't click with that, you know i can just find these samples and you know yeah. it's like this song i already like and i'll make this drum loop and then here's this mm-hmm. bass part and then if i'm able to sing you know it's fine mm-hmm. um and i see you know the the uh, it's funny i think that the the technology it's important to a point, but it kind of isn't. I would say like, you know, you mentioned GarageBand, like uh, there's this book behind the glass where they interview these like, you know, well-known music producers and uh, not Pete Wentz, but the other guy from Fall Out Boy, uh, the singer, the ginger know. guy, but they interviewed him. <laughs> no, that's fine. Hey, that's fine. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, Patrick Stump. Oh, he got it. Patrick Boom, Stump. Patrick Stump. But yeah, yeah. he was like, th- this was at a time where he, you know, him and Fall Boy were the height of their powers. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love GarageBand. It's just great. And it's always there. And if we're on a tour bus, you know, we can just throw it up and I'll mm-hmm. do it simple. And, you know, something like that. He was like, oh, yeah, like some of these sounds are dinky and they're probably not going to end up on the final product. But if it sounds good it's and good. carries with this stuff, it's yeah. going to be great when we're like, you know, using all the fancy gear yeah. and like using, you know, our guitar rigs, which are like tens of thousands of dollars and all that. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like a great tool as like a draft when you're like composing stuff. I, I mean, it can or it can. It kind of yeah. just depends on the vibe. I mean, you know, Megan, um, I think a lot of her, you know, self-admittedly, a lot of the stuff you do is for sort of children. You know, yeah. I mean, def- definitely it's fine. For like YouTube channel stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, like, YouTube, I think you have to cut corners so you can get stuff out faster. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, it's bad. I mean, like you know, I don't think you're getting any emails from kids like that snare's fake or right. like, that bass is fake. I yeah, think, but I, but you know, even like in mainstream music, I I sometimes happen to catch some sounds and I'm like, that sounds really crappy. Like that sounds mm-hmm. like, or that sounds like a, a generic beat. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's like the foundation. So you can do more like fantastical stuff on top of it, but you can hear sometimes where it's like, that's just like a drum track or, you know, like something you've heard in other things before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would say in garage band, 
like one thing I try to do to to make it sound more real mm-hmm. <laughs> is just like just mixing the levels, you know, and yeah. then also putting um like reverb on certain stuff and, you know, really that kind of stuff makes it sound less tinny. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like there's sort of just some simple principles that are really like night and day before and after stuff. Like if you're recording kind of like maybe not even like a rock song, but just, you know, say Megan's recording a song that is bass, acoustic guitar, and a simple drum beat, Mm -hmm. right? Bass, kick, snare, and vocals. Those are all going to be dead center, pretty much. Like that's just a thing that happens in music. Okay. And if you do like an acoustic guitar, you'll want to double track it. So play it all through twice. Uh Uh-huh. Pan one like hard left and one hard right. That is like... My mind is getting blown. Yeah, like, but, but I mean, oh, write this down, write this down. I mean, it's funny. Like, that's something that not everybody knows, but it really is a, like, before and after moment. I remember for me, it was like, oh. And then you just start yeah. to hear it. It's like the way my friend, because my friend John is also a sound a designer and audio guy and yeah and John Fredette John Fredette John Fredette music shut up John Fredette music.com it was just John Fredette he did the music for Cosmos the City City the Sex and City podcast he's great yeah um but I was like I was recording vocals over like a karaoke track and I was like John like why doesn't this sound right and he's like because there's you just have the voice like on top of it it's not in the music and he's like you have to mix it so that there's actually like a place Mm -hmm. for the voice in the track and i i'm sure that annoyed you (laughs) because you megan wants her vocals like much louder than everybody else no 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 but 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 it's right it's like it, it has to be like you say with the with the like one guitar track on one side yeah and one guitar track on the other and then the vocals and is in the middle right? right so that there's the vocals is in the music like it's yeah. amongst the music not just like sitting on top of it yeah okay this is gonna this is my dumb brain trying really being like i want to know like I understand why this know. is happening because this is so cool right. um is it Is that coming off of like when you go to a concert, like the drums obviously don't need to be in the speakers and you have like the speakers on both sides and you have like the guitar plugged in and then like with the mics and the leveling, like are are people trying to replicate like that feel for recording? And that's why they're trying to like be like, okay, guitar, you need to have coming from the right and the left or is this just like kind of a feel thing or when you're looking at the audio you're like visually looking at something all right a lot of bold statements all right so tell me personally yeah me okay thanks megan um (laughs) so it's interesting you know you bring up live sound and Mm -hmm. obviously you know it's funny like with this with so many other things like there are rules but rules are made to be broken Mm -hmm. i will say at the end of the day Uh uh-huh if it feels good Okay. That is what's important, you know, yeah. if you kind of have a vision. Um, you know, it's funny for live sound, I go about this, you know, you do have the ability to pan and move things, you know, with from center, hard left, hard right, anywhere within. I personally try and make as good sounding a mix as I can with everything pan center. Okay. Because, you know, if you think about it, Say it's a band, uh, you're like, it's a guitar player, singer, 
Yeah. A lead guitarist, a bass player, and a drummer, right? The Beatles. <laughs> yeah, right. The Beatles. Say you're seeing the Beatles. This yeah. is great. Um, and say we were to employ this sort of like recording pan situation that we were talking about, mm-hmm. which is very common, mm-hmm. where you have one guitar left, one guitar right, mm-hmm. everything else generally in the center, mm-hmm. center range. Uh, save the cymbals, you know, if there's yeah. overheads on the cymbals, you pan those left and right as well. Uh, oh, okay. If you're watching that show and it's pan like that, and you're on the right side, you're not really going to hear yeah. what the what the uh, other guitar player is doing on the left side. Yeah. So the reason for sort of like having a mono mix is anywhere you're standing, you're able to hear everything. Hear, yeah. Now, obviously, you know, if it's like a huge act. Um, like the Beatles, you know, like they, <laughs> well, you're not going to hear anything cause everyone's yeah, screaming, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but let's say like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know, just so people can be like, imagine oh, dragons. Oh. I'm going to go with imagine we're all an imagine dragons show. Yeah. You know, they're able to do more mm-hmm. because they have a lot of stuff behind them. There's a lot of playback going on, you know, yeah. they can do more interesting stuff or yeah. be a little loose with it. Now say we're over at, um, Silver so Lake Lounge or mm-hmm. like the Echo. A more intimate space. We're in LA, by the way, everybody. Um, <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin concert. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Well, I mean, the venue. We're talking about the venue. But I know, anyway, but that's, that's who I'm watching at Complex. <laughs> great. Um, but that's something where, you know, they wouldn't have like a day or it's not a big arena. They wouldn't have had like a day or two to dial everything in. Right. And yeah, I think generally you're just going to kind of put everything at the center. Yeah. Uh, if your lead guitarist is like, has the biggest amp ever, and you don't really need to have him in the house at all because that it's loud. guy, yeah, that <laughs> I brought guy. my own, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Then that's like Ugh. okay, and then you kind of make it work, and you know, as long as you're hearing the vocals, yeah, more often than not, if they have loud guitarists, you can have a man and dial them in as needed, but it's generally like definitely vocals, kick snare, probably, yeah, uh, bass, just because sometimes it's DI, and then guitar is like if there's some fill, yeah. Um, but for record, so that's live, but even for recording, kind of just depends and whatever. You're, and then for recording, you're recording everybody separately, or or if they're all playing the song, you are like still recording separate of like we're just focusing on this person. It, it or really, do you do it all at once? I mean, that just depends. Depends I'd, on the band. I'd say the things vibe. that come up are like budget, <laughs> yeah. probably budget, um, and kind of the vibe of the band. Like some bands are road warriors, you know, mm-hmm. like I would say a band I really like, the Gaslight Anthem. They're mm-hmm. sort of like, they're from like mid to South Jersey. They're sort of like a more punk rock Bruce Springsteen vibe. Check them out. Gaslightanthem.com. <laughs> Uh, well, so many name drops. Like that's a band where like they just, you know, they write great songs, but like that's a live band. Like they're rock and roll and they want to play live. That's a true fact. There are bands that are like, yeah, they're live. And then there are studio bands where they're like very nerdy. Oh, yeah. and, like, like, like a Radiohead, you know, yeah, they're going to yeah. like spend like a week on like one sound. And yeah. like, I think we got it. And then like, yeah, you know, yeah. do it. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like. It kind of depends how they want to record. You know, that's a band where they could do live, but right. you can isolate. You can have mm-hmm. your drums in the main room mm-hmm. and you could have everybody else in a different booth isolated. Yeah, right, and right. then like as long as there's line of sight, you know, they could go. And yeah. then you can do punch-ins if you're isolated, you know, mm-hmm. or just, yeah, it, it just kind of depends. And that's a funny thing too. It's like technology has come really far as well. Like uh, I know 
I, I've been involved with enough recordings where you do the drums in a great big studio. Yeah. So you have like a lot of options for sounds and uh-huh. then everything else is like in the bedroom. In a closet. <laughs> yeah, taking time. Yeah. You know, or in a basement, like guitars forever, guitar mm-hmm. layers for days. And then you have the time there to make it work. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, but you know, if you're trying to get like a huge big drum sound, I'll like a lot of Bruce Springsteen stuff yeah. or Power Station stuff. You know, you're not going to, I mean, you can, mind you, you can fake the room. That's fine right. uh, with reverbs, you know, as mm-hmm. Megan has mentioned, um, some special things, but you know, there's something special about just like true authentic. Stuff. Yeah. Just having him in the room I and mean, the drummer is going to play cooler. Cause yeah. he's going to be like, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um, would you agree with all that, Megan? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I agree. She's like, ah, I hear that. about this crap all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Hell for the cash. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely like at the end of the day, it's how it feels. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just got really dirty. It was like, oh, are there like secret tips? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I mean, always have this person do this thing or, you I mean, know. so if we're all going to write a song right now, right? Yeah. yeah Here's yeah. what I'd say. Say so you guys come to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the name of your band is. What do you think it'd be? <laughs> Dumb Cosmos. I don't know. <laughs> dumb Cosmos. Cosmo All right, dumb Cosmos. We got this song. It's a hit, right? <laughs> Probably at first, you know, it's it's interesting too, because like with bands, you know, it's you know, so if it's a band, it's a four-person band, they'd be like, Oh, here's this song, right? Mm-hmm. And we are used to playing this song with all of us live, right? Right. You know, a lot of times you'll go to a producer, like if I'm putting a producer hat on, I'll be like, okay, uh, who's the singer? Like, you're the singer. Like, do you play an instrument? And like, yeah, I play guitar, piano. I'll be like, great. Just you play the song. Okay. Respectfully to everybody else. But we'll start as that as like the foundation. It's just the like acoustic. Well, this is before we've even recorded. Oh, okay. like for We're me. We're just in, in pre-production meeting. <laughs> right, exactly. Cause, okay. Okay. You know, a lot of times, you know, you do have to. Uh, interact with other people to hear the song or hear what you're working on. But you've kind of made some decisions where like, like what's the song at its core, Mm. you know, really, Mm -hmm. if you're with one instrument, you're able to hear the lyrics, you're able to melody, you're able to hear the changes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, great. And then, you know, I can just hear it pair of fresh ears, which is the most important thing. And really what a lot of people are paying for when they involve a producer. And it's like, okay, they're like, yeah, we do this, this big rock thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is kind of like a very emotional song. You know, I think yeah. it could be a ballad. I think <laughs> you could do this and we'll do a little acoustic guitar or whatever it's going right. to be, maybe a string section. And that's what it could be. So that's like um, yesterday with the Beatles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, guys, take a break. Right. Just Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and silence. Um, so that's the way to go about it. But say, you know, you're going to do this rocking thing. You're like, mm-hmm. it's got electric guitar. It's got acoustic. It's yeah. got all this. I'm like, all right, good. So here's some things we can do. Mm-hmm. Like drum set, you know, uh, kick, snare. That's going to be dead center. Lead vocal. That's going to be dead center. If you're doing acoustic guitar, I always double track acoustic guitar. So when you um, say double track, it's like you have them play it one time and then play it again, and then you put it on top of each other. We have them do that, but we spread it out. Okay. Hard left, hard right, because that way, you know, as it will hearing, feel more center wherever you're I mean, standing double, in the room. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, double tracking it, it does mm-hmm. a couple of different things, and mind you, you can also set up two mics on one 
acoustic guitar performance and spread it of out. Of course you can. Yeah. That, that's a much easier thing to do than to expect a performer to play something like the same or something. Well, you can, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I've seen some magic come from like double tracking. I just like double tracking a little bit more just because like it, I think it makes it a bit feel a bit thicker. And richer. Bit, yeah, richer. And mind you, like, it's also a thing where, you know, sometimes for me, if I know I'm going to have electric guitar as well, yeah. I'll double track the electric guitar, pan that hard left, hard right. Mm-hmm. And I'll get an acoustic, but I'll only do that 50% or 75%. Mm-hmm. So that's some standard stuff. And then also like in a chorus, you know, if there's harmonies, Megan is a harmony machine. She's Woo! the best. You know, I'll get her to be like, okay, so I'm going to have a lead vocal on the chorus uh, and I'm also going to do these harmonies stacked all throughout. I'll be like, all right, we'll double track that vocally as well. We'll pan that out a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe hard, maybe 25, maybe 50%. Um, and then maybe she'll do a double as well, you know, mm-hmm. or even like a triple, like you hear a Carrie, Katy Perry song is she's the lead is in the center. It's hard left, hard, right. And then everything in between is populated by like stacks of harmony vocals. Wow. As well. So it's a lot yeah. of vocal stuff there. That's even minus any like you know, like talk stuff that's going or super mm-hmm. low stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the center could be like standard lead vocal, super low take of something just to fill it out. You yeah. Hip hop stuff too. They do like hype tracks where like yeah. they're saying every other word. Yeah. I was actually in um, Nashville uh, recording a song and um, the producer had like another um, session up on his computer and it actually was a Katy Perry song. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. What and song was it? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, there was like 20 vocal tracks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Just for layering. one song. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, crazy. Gotta. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like pop music today and because it's becoming more electronic, it's like there's probably so much emphasis on like producers and yeah, yeah mixing I, sound i mean than pop, it was bo- before <laughs> yeah, i mean pop music is like let's get this sound it's funny that's like let's get this sound great in the studio let's make yeah. a hit and mm-hmm. then we'll figure out how to do it live you know yeah whether uh, we need to have a lot you know live yeah. musicians or whether we need to just play yeah. the backing track and some people are dancing yeah um yeah that's always interesting when it's like you fall in love with a like going back to like live bands versus studio bands it's like it's like, oh, I love this album. I'm going to go see them. And then it just sounds so different because you're like, oh, it just was so overproduced or like, right. you know, it's like they can't replicate that. Right, right. Well, it's yeah. funny, too, because, you know, these days, you know, like we, we talked about, it's uh, great, like hit albums can be made in a bedroom. And then they yeah. need to figure out like, oh, now we need to go live where, you know, 10, 15 years ago is we got this live Let's translate this into the studio and then we'll go on the tour forever. Right. And that's where we're most comfortable. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, we haven't even really talked about like DJ stuff where it's like, yeah, uh, where I mean, the songs are dialed in. And I mean, it's it's interesting with EDM, like they really hit that sweet spot once they were just like, like a track that is fire and we're going to bring in like Bieber or Katy Perry or Nicki Minaj to Mm -hmm. like get on this track and they're there for a day and yeah. then they have like eight number one songs in a year. Damn. And that's great for the recording aspect of it. But then live, I mean, and this comes from someone that really does like record live a decent amount of like EDM stuff. It literally is just like two track 
Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, like off topic, but on topic, um, <laughs> I saw a performance of Keith Urban's new song on mm. Ellen. And <laughs> Perfect. So on. <laughs> and it was really it's interesting. It's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good song. It was called Home. And, you know, but he had like a full band and everything. But it was really random because so behind him was like this LED screen and it was like putting up all the lyrics on the screen. And then mm-hmm. I guess on this particular song, um, s- some other country singer, some girl also sings on this track. But she wasn't there that day. Right. So they had her on the <laughs> LED screen oh, wow. singing her part. Like hologram Tupac. <laughs> like but, but it's just like, yeah. And like he wasn't singing and it was just like a recording of her singing. Yeah. And her like on the screen. I was like interesting see i would have thought they would have just skipped her part right yeah. or brought her in for the ellen performance right yeah. well, but maybe she well, wasn't like, available you know what else is she doing but, <laughs> well, you know. but still it's like i just thought that was really right. Right. weird it's <laughs> it's interesting too because i've seen um a live performance of disclosure um and they do the song with sam smith uh which i think is our song technically I think it's our song. What song is it? Uh, like Latch. Smith. Latch. Mm-hmm. Now I've got you in my <laughs> is that, space. Is this our song? <laughs> I, I think it's our song. 100%. Okay. Um, but that's the same thing. Where <laughs> Fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, you hit it here first. Um, that's the same thing where it's an electronic group and, you know, they do incorporate in a really great way, like some live performances and stuff. But for that song, I mean, it's probably their biggest hit. I'd say certainly it's their biggest hit. But Sam Smith sings on it. And yeah. Yeah. So they just have a huge hologram face of like a Tron silver surfer looking like thing. <laughs> and he's just singing the whole time. And wow. Like, Sam Smith looks weird in real life. <laughs> um, but yeah, same thing. Sam I mean. Smith's a Tron. <laughs> yeah. They're like getting these huge hits and a success. And it's done in a way that they can't really replicate a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's very interesting technology, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. So you guys banned Dumb Cosmos. It's Dumb gonna be Cosmos. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, my brain's like, whoa, it's so cool. Because I've always wondered that, like, as someone who plays music, and like, I just like, we'll do it live, but as uh, when it comes to recording, I'm like, I don't know. And then it, I think for a lot of people, it feels like. Oh, I have to go into a studio and like, uh, yeah, pay lots of money to make sure it sounds really good. But I think with people starting out who want to release some their stuff, how yeah. do you release it where it sounds good for people to be like, I like this. I'll go see them live or whatever, and then build from there. As opposed to, we've all heard the your friend who like it's like, oh, uh, what yeah. were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I mean, I don't think, look, big studios are great. If it makes sense for your mm-hmm. budget, it's yeah. great. And it's nice to have the freedom. But like, you know, I've literally in this room, I've like, in the room next to here, we're in a basement. Like yeah. I've made albums that I feel great about. That's awesome. Like that are very solid. I've done a lot of short films and other projects. And I think it's just... I think it's less about the tool and more about the person behind it. Because, uh-huh. I mean, if you were, you know, if, if you said, like, you and Megan, you have a week to come up with, like, three or more songs 
that are great. And all you can use is this $50 mic and garage band. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we'd like come up with cool stuff. Hell yeah. And yeah. a lot of stuff with music. It's like, like, are we a, doing this? Are we doing this? <laughs> Challenge. Check back in a week. And it, uh, no one ever heard from yeah, them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said a year, right? Uh, <laughs> we need more time. Yeah. But at the same time too, it's like, look, if it's catchy. Yeah. It, like, it feels good. It yeah, feels right. Exactly. You like, hear it and it you feel because you also know when you record something and you hear it and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound good or oh, we need to like fix this mic or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you got to use your intuition. Yeah. And it's just it's about what you hear in your mind's ear mm. as well. You know, sometimes, though, it's it's frustrating because sometimes it you can do a version of a song and it's just very like simple Mm -hmm. and like not even that great of a recording, but just, just whatever magic was there when you did it. Yeah. That can be what people like more than the, you know, overproduced version of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean like, and I glared at you for a reason. (laughs) Why? Uh Oh, (laughs) that song. Remember? The song that we made? Oh, sh- whatever. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, she's trying to. She's trying to blow some stuff up. Uh, well, great example. Like trying to make things interesting. Uh, <laughs> Spice it up. <laughs> Charlie Puth. Do we know who Charlie Puth is? No, that's a fun name. Uh, he's like. Puth? I mean, only one. Call away. Oh, he also he sings the hook of that like Fast and the Furious uh, song. <laughs> It's Perfect person. It's been a long day. Well, anyway, here's a song. Oh, recently. yeah, I know that song. We don't talk anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this is on the radio edit, but certainly on the album version, it starts off with like him off of an iPhone voice memo just with a guitar and singing it. Wow, and yeah. And they were just like, yeah, you know, it really stemmed from that. And we yeah. have that in the intro. And like, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of times where you just hear a song and it goes down to like a lo-fi uh kind of like section or something uh-huh. and you know for something like that it's like do we do all these plugins to try and make it lo-fi and weird or like do we set up this crappy mic we have or like do it through the iphone and throw it in and that's the effect we yeah. want and it's you know some people are like it's blasphemy to put it on the radio but it's like no it's fine you know? yeah it's like if it's cool it's cool it's cool you know? it's cool yeah um it's art it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be loose and every, you want it to be different than everyone just getting like the same clean overproduced sound like that's right it's it's just gonna become white noise after a while oh yeah, yeah. and i mean limitations can be very helpful i think creatively. so star wars is a great example <laughs> right the old films are the best because they didn't have technology oh, to depend yeah. on and now that they right. do you're like this sucks <laughs> yeah i mean musically like What's that uh that Bieber song, that Bieber Dipple song? It's like I need you the most. Mm. I need you, I need well, you. Well, it's like I need, I need you attention when nobody else was. Pay- Where are you now? That I- that song, you know, that song starts with like I need you, do do do. I need you, do. Like they uh-huh. keep looping his vocals, and they did such weird stuff with his vocals. There was an interview. They were like, "Oh yeah, for that song, we kind of sent Justin the like." skeleton of the song and he sent us back stuff but it was just like one vocal take and that was like it and that's yeah. all just we had so it's such a cool song it's got such an interesting vibe but they were like i mean we just didn't have a lot to work with but we had to make it seem like we <laughs> did so we just kept looping it and like uh-huh. warping his sound and like do 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 you know and, and all this stuff and yeah it's a great example it's just like 
you know, that's, that's all they had. And they made yeah. some gold out of it. Also like we will rock you. Yeah. That's a song that's like vocals. Yeah. People stomping. Yeah. And like one guitar. <laughs> yeah. The best guitar ever. Oh, and the guitar like really doesn't come into the end. And yeah, there's like gang vocals, but really just one single lead vocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just happen to have the greatest like front man of all time. Oh, yeah. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Uh, the and now you have a cat named Freddie. We do. Cat named, cat named Freddie Mercury. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> Cool. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts on children's entertainment <laughs> or audio? I feel like we got like a good solid yeah. 10 minutes of children's entertainment and then we went to town. Children's on. entertainment. It's tough business. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to entertain those kids. <laughs> well, and looking into it, I feel like we've noticed that like, you know, much when you have that amount of content mm-hmm. as Megan's trying to do with her channel. I, I do think there's going to be a point where they're like, oh, wow, uh, here's this YouTube channel. It's got like 50 hours of content on it. Like, kid, sit here and watch all of it. Oh, hell gonna, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the goal. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll, yeah. I mean, already when I walked into your house, I was drawn to, I was like, puppets and instruments and everything. <laughs> and I'm an adult woman. So you get a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also, also the thing, though, is that, uh, you know, sometimes the parents mm-hmm. will be hearing it too. Yeah. And like, I don't want to create something like super annoying for adults either. Yeah. You well, know, so yeah. hopefully like adults won't mind it being in the background yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That's so, smart. That's why yeah. Shrek works so well. Yeah. 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 Adult yeah. jokes, kid jokes. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Yeah. For me. It, it, I mean, for both of your mediums, it sounds like at the end of the day, Go out and do it and do what feels right. You yeah. Know? Do what yeah. feels right. It is. Yeah. It is nice we get to work together. I do. I know. I be, like that. <laughs> it can be a little bit better on paper sometimes, but it is nice to, because I think we compliment each other in a good way. He is helpful sometimes. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. You're not doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So which so I I have, sometimes I have tough. to twist his arm a little bit to help me, but uh, <laughs> he always does it lovingly. Yeah. I mean, she... Is the director, and I, <laughs> uh, she has a vision. Yes, I get, I get my visions. I have a vision. And he helps me and, uh, complete them. Writer, actor. She's a, got a little Franco over here. Uh, writer, <laughs> actor, director, editor. Yeah, I do a little bit of it all. Sound mixer. Sound mixer, yeah. yeah she, That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you cool. so much for coming on. Thank you. We'll just pan all this and it'll sound great. And that's our episode. Megan and Terrence, thank you for coming on. You both killed it. You both were great. Thank you for indulging me in my nerdiness. Sometimes I just get real excited. Can only focus on one thing. But hey, I think we did a good job juggling children's entertainment and audio. And, um, you know, maybe I'll mess around with uh, recording some music tracks. Also, I went on a road trip uh, uh, a couple days after we recorded, and I was definitely listening to the music and really uh, seeing what Terrence was talking about, about how it's layered and uh, speakers and everything. And, ooh, it is 
Interesting, you guys. Be sure to check out Cosmos in the City on Boardwalk Audio. It's Megan McIver's podcast, and it's real fun, especially for you Sex in the City nerds. Or if you're thinking about watching the show, you got that HBO Go. Boom, start watching it, and then listen to Cosmos in the City with Megan to make it more fun. Because, yeah, that's the way to do it. If you haven't already, write and review this show on iTunes. I would love you for it. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. And if you're shopping on Amazon, go to BoardWalkAudio.com slash DumbNerds. Click on that Support Our Artist button. It takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would. That's it for this week. Have a good one. Bye. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.